From the Sammamish Independent, I'm Mahexate, your host, and you're listening to Indie on Air. It's Monday, September 26th, and this week I am joined by Dina Satu to talk about returning to school, but from the lens of a high school teacher. It's no secret that there's a teacher shortage right now, and that many teachers are not happy with the resources the district provides them inside and outside of classrooms. We talked to three teachers in the Lake Washington and Issaquah school districts to get an insight on what our local teachers are facing and how they are managing as schools try to return to pre-pandemic life. Hey Dina, how's it going? It's going great. School's such a blast for me and it's finally our senior year. Yeah, I totally agree. Although starting college applications is such an unfamiliar experience, but I'm feeling a lot of support from my teachers, so I think I'll be okay. I know, we have a lot of support and we're really lucky for that. While school has begun again for us, some schools in the greater Seattle area just started September 14th, almost a week since school was supposed to start. They're starting this late? What happened? Well, Seattle teachers started a strike to negotiate improvements over classroom sizes, pay, and health services with Seattle Public Schools. It wasn't until Tuesday, September 13th, that the teachers finally announced to suspend the strike and opened up classrooms for the beginning of the school year. Whoa! So while students across Washington are returning back to school and getting adjusted, I'm so curious on how teachers are managing in these times. I never thought about it that way. Why don't we check in with three teachers from some local high schools and see what they have to say about this. We checked in with Ryer Uland, a journalism teacher at Skyline High School, James Boyd, a biology and environmental science teacher at Tesla STEM, and a math teacher at Eastlake High School who requested to remain anonymous. To start off, since we are coming out of the pandemic, our most recent school years were decorated with medical masks, six feet apart signs, and due to recent national events, increased safety measures for firearms in classrooms. But now nearing the almost normal high school experience, how are you feeling about coming back to school? Here's what Mr. James Boyd has to say. I think students were not as impacted on the education level as most people thought. My last year students, um, last time they were in school was eighth grade, and then they came out into my class, and they were the smartest academic students I've ever had. I think what is the biggest toll has been emotionally and how students interact with each other and how students interact with adults, I believe that has gone down. And what does the teacher from Eastlake say? I feel very glad that we can be back. Uh, It's really, I feel like being a teacher was not made to be remote. (laughs) It's a lot easier when you have the interaction, when you are with students, it's a lot easier to help you guys and see where you are and what we need to do. So I'm I'm glad that we, we get a chance to be back in person. And now, Mr. Ulan said... I think it's funny that you uh, called it normal, because uh, I would say anything about last year was far from it. Uh, but this year does have more of that feeling of normalcy, which is nice. Uh, I feel like kids are coming in this year in a much more positive mindset, and I feel that is kind of reflected in my own mentality going into this. I definitely have a much more positive outlook on this year, and I think it is because this does it feels like a more normal school year. Like we would mm-hmm. start pre-pandemic, so it's a good start. I really miss the interactions with my teacher, especially when I fail to fully understand a concept in class. Now they can just read my expression and try to help me more one-on-one, 
which is a connection I lacked a lot during virtual learning. In Seattle, teachers were on strike in order to gain more resources in classes. How is the level of resourcing at your school that you currently teach at? And are there areas in which you wish the district would do more for its teachers? Lake Washington School District is in this bubble. Um, Bellevue School District is also in this bubble where the community does support us. The community votes over and over again for increased taxes, which increased taxes mean more resources for our school. Um, this, school does, this school does a really good job of supporting teachers, in my opinion. So I feel like the district is doing what they can to support us. Uh, we can always improve small things here and there, but it's, it's a learning curve right now. Um, so we are all learning together. Uh, I think there's always more that can be done. I think especially when it comes to resources. I think most districts uh, have taken away uh, certain uh, resources, kind of short limited the number of counselors and uh, mental health professionals uh, on campus are accessible to students. And that's where I think the impact of larger class sizes can have because as a teacher, it's harder for me to identify you know, students who are struggling with mental health or having challenges in the classroom when I have more students uh, versus smaller classroom I'm able to connect you know with students more on an individual basis I get to know them more and so like on you know do I notice the class size or do I think there's something that can be done to sh shrink the class sizes I think that can be a challenge uh, especially uh, with budget and the changes of uh, district demographic or district sizes uh, but what I do think can be done more is provided resources and supports for those teachers especially in the larger class sizes the math teacher at Eastlake High School did make a fair point that most of the school community, including teachers and district, are all trying to transition more smoothly to normal with help of one another. At the moment, nothing is crystal clear, but we do know that the district is making an effort to recover from the COVID learning years. Remembering the life of when COVID sent us all home brings me to my next question. During COVID, this mindset of constantly working set in as our homes also became our offices. But now coming back, are you happy with your work-life balance? Um, now once I leave school, I don't look at my emails until the next morning. Um, I try not to grade at home. Um, lesson planning I still do because I find lesson planning fun and creative. So I'll still lesson plan at home, but when I lesson plan at home, it doesn't feel like I'm actually working. Mm -hmm. It feels like I'm doing something like artistic by figuring out how to make something cool and fun. I think as a teacher, I feel like my work-life balance can always be better. I do, I've been better to myself with trying to work only at school and then going home and trying to set school aside, but it's very hard for a teacher to do. We, we still have things to grade. We still have, we, we still keep thinking about the students that we need to help and what we can do to support them. Uh, so it's a, it's a nonstop job. Um, well, uh, I uh, could manage it better. I'll say that. I'm somebody who uh, likes to take on a lot and stay busy. Um, but I will say, like, it, it is like I actively, like, w when I am home, I have to remember I'm there for my family. Uh, I think especially in teaching, it's so hard to turn off. Right? We're constantly thinking, what can I do to improve my lessons? What can I do to engage better with these students? How am I gonna change the management in this classroom so you know the kids, students are, uh, aren't are misbehaving? 
but that can't take away from my home life, my family. I'm now a father of a three month old uh, and that takes a lot. Um, and in fact, I had uh, one of my uh, best teacher friends who I got my master's degree with, uh, she actually in the middle of the school year just decided she's done, she's quitting and she was an outstanding teacher and it was just too much and she did not have enough to give to both her job and her students. She just cared so much and her family. Um, and they're just, you know, part of it was more of a, a system problem not having the supports. Part of it was just, again, she just like loved her job but didn't have enough to give to everybody. So it's a, as a teacher, it is a challenging balance. Wow, this is so eye-opening on how much teachers work and truly care for their students. When Mr. Uland mentioned his friend who resigned to focus more on family, it reminded me of how many schools across the country are lacking teachers. It's getting to the point where in Florida, their Department of Education signed a bill allowing veterans with 60 college credits and a minimum GPA of 2.5 to receive a five-year temporary education certificate. That is one way to recruit teachers. Teachers, what is the situation at your current school? And have you been personally affected by this? At Tesla STEM, I would say the admin has done a great job with hiring and we, I don't feel the impact here. Um, I have a friend in Kansas where half the teachers quit last year. They have a brand new half the staff. And the school districts that are not economically well off will have more and more and more of an impact. I don't think that we are facing like a shortage of teachers. I know that we had a lot of movement and we had a lot of late hire, uh, late hiring now in August, but I don't think it was necessarily because of uh, shortage for us. I think that a big part of our staff movement was teachers going to different school districts because they can be closer to home. And that's something that came from the pandemic. What do you think our country needs to do to reduce or eliminate the teacher shortage? Well, I think the country is doing two, they think they're doing something good, but they're not. Allowing people to have teachers to have less certification and be teaching is just madness. Um, and allowing people that don't even have any background teaching to be a sub officer in some states, where you just have to have a high school degree is really saying we don't care about education and i think right now society doesn't majority of society does not care about education i think it's to value more teachers i think that we are lucky that we are at least i feel very lucky that i am supported here i feel like i am People recognize what I do here more than in other areas of the country. And maybe this recognition and understanding that it's not an easy job and it's being able to provide the support, the financial support and decent wages for teachers because it varies a lot based on the state you're in. That's a big question. Realistically, I do still think funding is the number one way we can adjust this. And I'm not just talking about funding so we can hire more teachers. I'm talking about funding, you know, by, you know, improving, uh, you know, whether improving building systems and structures, providing, you know, supports, again, like counselors, mental health, um, 
continuing to pay coaches and advisors and um, you know as much as I don't think any teacher will tell you that they got this job because of you know the fat paycheck we get you know we also you know in the increasing price of living around here need to you know balance you know what we do with the money we make because uh, we people who teach love the job that they do but we also need to be able to sustain and support ourselves. Our world is rapidly evolving and the needs of students may change over time. Is there something you want to do differently this year in your classroom compared with prior years? Um, I noticed that I am less and less jumping into a project or assignment believing students already know how to start a project or assignment. Mm -hmm. I noticed that I'm more going over instead of going here's the assignment good luck it's more this is the steps we're doing today today we're going to complete this goal this goal next class period this one this one so i'm breaking down complex tasks into more bite-sized pieces i think that as teachers we adapt and we change our plan every year uh, as much as the content is the same we are always finding different ways of how can I make this more interesting? How can I make this, how can I engage the students more? Uh, how can I support them better? And I think that last year, I think the biggest struggle that I, we had to overcome was students forgot how to write on paper because they were just writing all over a piece of paper when they were in front of the computer. So during their year was like trying to adjust and how to properly show your work and, and write something that makes sense and follow a, a logic situation. Uh, yeah, uh, so my kind of mantra this year has, has been, it has to be better, mm -hmm. right? And that's from my standpoint, that's from our students, that's from the school and the environment as a whole. Because last year was the hardest year of my career by far for a variety of reasons. Um, kind of back to our original question of, you know, this back to normalcy. Thank you so much to all the teachers who took their time and spoke with us. As district, teachers, and students all prepare for this new school year, students, let's all remember to take your time to thank your teachers and school staff for their resilience and always stay up to date on what's going on in your school community. Here's what else you need to know this week. On October 1st, 2022, from 8 to 11 p.m., the City of Sammamish is hosting a Dandia slash Garba night. Dandia is a traditional folk form dance of Gujarat and Rashadan in India. Come and participate in this age-old tradition where you can dance with partners to beats of Dhol and Indian folk music. The location is still yet to be determined, so keep updated on Sammamish.us slash parks, recreation facilities slash special events. King County Library System is hosting a Crafternoon with Becca with leaf art on September 28th from 4 to 5 p.m. Learn different ways to use leaves as your theme for art while listening to some inspiring stories. It is an online event, so please register through King County Library System events and calendar page. Here are upcoming national days for the week. September 27th is National Chocolate Milk Day. September 28th is National Good Neighbor Day. September 29th is National Coffee Day. September 30th is National Chewing Gum Day, and October 1st is National Hair Day.
This episode of In the On Air was produced by Mahek Sate, Dina Satu, and Mega Ramachandra. Our theme music was created by Ben Allwright and Richie Utasambut. And this is this week's episode of In the On Air. I am Mahek Sate, and remember to keep smiling, work hard, and love our community. I'll see you next week.